0: This episode is brought to you by Goalie. Did you know the University of Michigan did a study that found over 80% of apps for kids are designed to lure them into longer gameplay and more in-app purchases? Goalie decided it was time for this to end. Unlike the Kindle and iPad that have endless ads and potentially dangerous content, Goalie is a tablet with only apps that build independent kids. It has no web browser, no social media, and no ads, ever. It has award-winning learning apps like Khan Academy, Duolingo ABC, and Starfall. And the best part? is completely parent-controlled. In my house, we use Goalie's kids' calendar to teach my son how to stay on task. He learns life skills, like how to make a sandwich, by watching one of the hundreds of video classes and can practice it by following along with one of the 50 pre-made routines. As a dad, there's no better feeling than knowing that my son is becoming more independent every day. For more information and to try Goalie risk-free for 30 days, visit getgoalie.com. That's G-E-T-G-O-A-L-L-Y.com And use the code THEAUTISMDAD to save 10%. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski. As a single dad to three amazing autistic kids, I've been the go-to resource for parents across the globe navigating neurodivergence since 2010. Building on the success of my award-winning blog, The Autism Dad, this podcast provides parents raising autistic or neurodivergent kids with comfort, community, resources, and validation. You'll also hear inspiring stories from parents just like you, reminding you that you're not alone. So don't miss out. New episodes drop every Monday and Wednesday. Subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and visit theautismdad.com for more information. On this week's episode of the Autism Dad podcast, we're taking on another one of your questions. And Emmett and I are going to have a conversation all about person-first language versus identity-first language. You guys have asked us to uh, share some thoughts on this and uh, talk about what it is, what some of the controversy is, and what Emmett's thoughts are as an autistic person and what my thoughts are as a parent to an autistic person or autistic people, actually. So that's what we're going to do today. So thank you all so much for the questions. Please keep them coming in. We love answering them. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the interview. So we're back again this week, and we're going to be taking on uh, another one of your questions. And I'm here with my 15-year-old son, Emmett, who happens to be autistic and just happens to love answering your questions. You guys ask some really good stuff, and he has a lot of insight and opinions on things, and he likes to share them with you. So uh, before we get started, Emmett, you want to say hi? Uh, hi. How's it going? Pretty good. So before we dive into this Today's topic, we're going to uh, just update you on Emmett's broken arm.
1: Not so broken anymore, uh, but uh, it's healing. Uh, a couple more weeks and I'll have uh, be able to do whatever I used to. But? I don't have the sling anymore. Right. You got checked out. They
0: did another round of x-rays and it's healing up really well and you're allowed yep. to use your arm again.
1: Yep. Limited
0: a little bit, like no contact sports or...
1: I can only lift... 10 like pounds ten pounds or something pounds like
0: that max, but you know by Thanksgiving you'll be back to home. oh yeah, so yeah. that's that's cool. That's yeah,
1: good. absolutely.
0: Um, and before we move past this, I I wanted to just bring this up too because you know I know a lot of people a lot of people break their arms, a lot of people get injuries where they have to wear a cast or a sling, and nobody enjoys it. It's not fun, right? But when you're dealing with uh, people. Um, who have, say, sensory processing issues, somebody somebody who is autistic, um, that can be much more challenging because of that feeling of restriction, the sensory issues related to having your arm immobilized and not being able to move and, and things like that. So did you experience anything like that?
1: It sucked not being able to move my arm, but, you know, uh, other than that, I mean, the strap was sort of itchy and it was uh, a little loose, but other than that, it was a, eh, I would rate it a five out of 10.
0: Oh, five out of 10, got to do it again kind of thing? No,
1: five out of 10. Wouldn't do it again? Well, that's good.
0: Next time, let go of the tube when you go to roll off of it.
1: There was no time.
0: (laughs) That's so funny. I mean, it's not funny. but It's
1: sort of like you getting punched in the back of the head and someone's saying, dodge, right after it happens.
0: Yeah, but you didn't... Well, okay. Yeah. Hindsight's 20-20. And in real time, you're not...
1: You're not thinking that. You're yeah. thinking, how can I hold on? Yeah. It's... And that's... And actually, holding on isn't what did it. It was the
0: fact that you flipped backwards while you were holding on. Yeah. That was... Uh, that was when you were questioning your life choices,
1: right? I was questioning my life choices when I had to lift myself on the ladder. Oh, yeah. That was... And swim. Not fun. That that wasn't fun. All right. Well, uh, lesson learned, right? No. No? No. You would do it again? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just
0: have to be more careful, I guess. Yep. Uh, well, anyhow, I'm glad that you're back to whatever normal is for you, and... Uh, feeling better because I know it was miserable. You know, yeah, it, it to, wasn't great to, for you. To have to be dealing with that because uh, I know socks and shirts and stuff like that could be tough. Uh, but there was really no adjusting to sling like it. Just you were forced yeah. to do it a certain way, and it was not um, ideal for you. We'll say nope. All right. Uh, so here's what we're going to talk about today. You guys wanted us to discuss person first language versus identity-first language and help you understand what it is and get our opinions as to uh, which one we prefer.
1: Okay. Cool. Great. Right?
0: So, before we get started, let's uh, let's discuss what the difference is between person-first language and identity-first language.
1: Uh, are you looking at Wikipedia or some other website?
0: No, I have it written down on my phone. I'm just reading it. Oh, I thought phone. you
1: were looking it up on Google or something. No. I know what it is. I know you know but what I it have, is.
0: I have it written down, so I'm just going to read what I...
1: Okay. Okay. Can I proceed,
0: Emmett? Is that okay with you? Sure. All right. So person-first language. Uh, This approach puts the person before the disability, as in person with autism. The idea is to emphasize that the individual is a person first and their disability is just one aspect of their identity. Advocates argue that this approach is much more respectful and reduces stigma by separating the person from the condition. Right? So person with autism. That's person-first language. Okay, identity-first language. Uh, This approach integrates the disability into the individual's identity, as in autistic person. Proponents believe that this form of language celebrates the disability as an integral part of the person's identity, rather than something that should be minimized or ignored. They argue that many within the autistic community embrace their autism as part of who they are, rather than an add-on to their identity. So, uh, that means, like, so person-first identity, uh, person- you can do this. Yeah, thank you. You so, literally have a script in front of you. Person first language is basically someone with autism. Yeah. And identity first language is autistic person. Okay. So there's controversy around this, right? Um, person first language was basically something that I think sort of began with parents. And, you know, they feel like it's more respectful towards their kids and they feel that Uh, you know, like autism doesn't define who you are, that kind of thing. And so they are largely the proponents of a person first language identity. First language is, you know, this, the statement was correct. Whereas a lot of autistic adults prefer to be called autistic rather than someone with autism because they identify as being autistic. It's part of who they are. You can't put it down. You can't walk away from it. makes total sense to me. Totally get it. Totally support it. Um, but what what are your thoughts on this, Simon?
1: I don't care. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why people would care as much as they do, and I know people have their reasons, but I think it's not the way you word it that makes it negative. It's the connotation you use with it that makes it negative. Okay. Because... There's like I would say almost no controversy on like say you have depression. I'm throwing you under the bus a little bit. Uh I would say there's like little to no controversy on like should we call you a depressed person or a person with depression. There's like no controversy behind that because people just don't care.
0: Okay. Well, not everybody
1: And I know it's different.
0: yeah it's different I'm not sure that that example actually holds up but I I understand what you're saying
1: I know it's different and I know it might not hold up as well as I think it does but I don't know why people like would care as much as they do because like I can get like say like people will have their opinions and I'll have mine and you'll have yours and whatever Mm -hmm. but like if Say you're a parent that wants, like, people to call, like, your kid a uh, person with autism, and your kid doesn't care what they're called, why would you care? And I get it's like you care about them in anything okay, and everything. But I, I get it. if they don't care, why are you so stressed out about it? So basically what you're saying is why why does a third party have to
0: inject themselves and correct a parent for referring to their child, their own child as having autism instead of being autistic, right?
1: Uh, basically what I'm saying is if your kid doesn't care what they're called, mm-hmm. why do you get to care? And I get...
0: Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I totally misunderstood what you were saying. Um, and I, th- I
1: get it's like a respect thing, but if they don't care... What's the point of you caring?
0: Well, okay, I I I get what you're saying now. Um I think when kids are at a certain age when they're younger and they don't necessarily comprehend th- that or, or sort of the nuance and 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 the terminology and things like that, I think it largely falls on the parents to sort of define how you approach that. Once the kids are at an age where they can voice their opinions or have an opinion,
1: I was talking more that I wasn't talking like young kids i was talking like older, i would say older kids you get i would say you get to have your like own opinions on things like with yourself i would say i would say a age is like 10 and up even a little younger well i mean it, it, it doesn't there's, matter there's no age as I, long as think, you understand what it is and you don't care like why should you care
0: okay i i, I think parents parents do it because they feel it's it's a more positive way of describing something that's going on with their child. Totally get it. I was the same way. I referred to you guys as having autism for years and years and years. Right. In fact, I think even the title on the blog. Well, it may have been updated now, actually, but it used to be a single dad raising three kids with autism. Now I think it's a single dad raising three autistic kids. But you know, back then, that's that's how I referred to you guys as having autism. And even then. I mean we never say autism in the house like it's not something that ever really came up it was it was only brought up in the course of of conversation if it was relevant right yeah you know a doctor's appointment or describing something for medical reasons or or whatever um so it's not even something that that is commonly brought up in our household but as you guys got older uh i started referring to you as being autistic because I've I've listened to a lot of autistic adults who have shared their insights and opinions on this and I and I get it. I mean, autism is part of who you guys are. It's it's like being left-handed or right-handed. I mean, it, it's not going to go away. Yeah. And it's part of what makes you unique and amazing. And so you can't like you can't put it down, you can't walk away from it. It doesn't go away. So it's just part of it's part of your personality and it's part of who you are and what makes you you. And so it makes more sense to me to refer to you guys as being autistic within a context of you know, a, a particular situation. type of conversation. Yeah. Um, when I introduce you guys, it's, hey, this is Emmett, or hey, this is Elliot, or hey, this is Gavin. You know, rarely do I ever say, you know, out of the con. you know, when I'm not doing something work-related or with your doctors or something like that, I never, we never even talk about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, context matters.
0: Context matters. And I guess, you know, really, and I think this is sort of what you were going at earlier. You know, I think it's more about how you say something rather than what you have yeah. to say. So if if somebody uh, is asking a question and they said, oh, does your child have autism? And that happens to be an offensive way of describing it to you. Don't get all bent out of shape about it because they probably aren't aware that that's yeah. offensive to you. You know, just if, if they're, if they're approaching you in an aggressive way or they're being mean and nasty, that's one thing, right. Then you can maybe correct them and whatever. But if they're trying to learn or they're trying to understand, yeah. If you kind of get all offended and, and kind of push back on their terminology, you're, you might be shutting down somebody who could end up being an ally. Mm -hmm. There's somebody who can, um, you know, support you and is willing to learn. Yeah. You know, you can, you can save that for a different time. Uh, And, and I, and I think this goes too because there is a large, there is a debate, you know, in the community between autistic adults and parents and there's tension, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's because one side doesn't agree with the other and neither one of them, neither side is willing to see it from the other person's perspective. And, and these are like smaller groups of people, but they're, they're very vocal. Right. And so when you, when you hear something about person, first language, the first thing I think about is the controversy because of how vocal these groups of people are. Yeah. I put out a poll on Facebook earlier in the year and I don't remember how many hundreds or thousands of people like, like answered it, but overwhelmingly people didn't care. You know, I, I asked whether it was person first or identity first, like what did they prefer? And most people either said either or they don't care at all. Well, either, I guess would have been the answer. Yeah. Very few people picked one or the other. They just don't care. Yeah. You know? And and so I, I think if you just approach the conversation with kindness and be open to learning, and if someone says to me, you know, hey, Rob, I really prefer that you refer to me as being autistic instead of someone with autism. Hey, you know, I'm sorry I didn't know. And I totally respect that. Absolutely support that. Yeah. You know? Um, and vice versa, you know, so if it was the other way around and they say, I prefer to be someone with autism, then totally, you know, I will do my best to remember that, you know, when, when we have a conversation or whatever. And, and I learned from that, you know, but too often there's just fighting the people not willing to see from the other person's perspective. And it's just nuts to me. I just don't get it.
1: Yeah. And I feel like this is sort of going back on my point earlier, uh, but there's like, I mean, I feel like it's sort of like in both ways, there can be an argument made for both sides of it. If you like, yeah, need like a definitive answer, which one is better, both have arguments that are valid. equally valid. Uh, because one that wants identity first, then the person, or however you say it, can say well, we're celebrating the fact that uh, these people are artistic and we're not trying to hide the fact that they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they could say uh, to the other people, well, it seems like, like you're sort of trying to hide the fact that they do have autism when in reality, that's a big part of who they are. Yeah. Uh, and then there's other people on the other side that can say, uh, well, it's more respectful to say it this way because if you put... The diagnosis before the person, it can seem like you're looking more at the diagnosis instead of the person themselves, and so it's just there's arguments to be made both ways. But it's, everybody has a preference. everyone yeah.
0: has an opinion, and we just need to be mindful of that, and yeah, and allow for everybody's opinion to be different.
1: Yeah, and none of them are wrong. Yeah, it's like, just respect each other's opinion.
0: Why? why would I get upset? If someone else refers to their child as having autism instead of being autistic, I don't care.
1: If it works for you, it, if it works, works for you, you. It works for
0: you. What I would say is that as parents, it's our responsibility to be a voice for our kids until such time that our kids can be a voice for themselves. Whether it's a, whether it's a verbal speaking or it's just you know advocating for themselves, right? Yeah. I, I, I feel like when when we if, if the whole idea is about respecting the person right and and the person with the diagnosis is saying i prefer this then it really doesn't matter what i prefer it matters what they prefer because i'm talking about them exactly it, it just doesn't make sense why like why would i be offended if you want to refer to yourself as being autistic i don't care good for you more power to you i will absolutely support that and and respect that and I don't think anybody should get all bent out of shape uh, because you choose to view things that way. And likewise, if if an autistic person is you know sees a parent refer to their child as having autism, just let it let it go. It, it's it, they're not being disrespectful. They're not trying to create problems. That's just how they see it for right now. And at some point along the way, they may change that. You know, or their their child may say, Hey, you know, I prefer this and i'm sure most parents will adapt to to respect whatever their child wants you know but but we're all just trying to figure this stuff out and i I don't think we do anyone any good when we just bicker and fight over something that ultimately big picture doesn't matter
1: yeah and i think the reason why i don't really care as much is uh because it's gotten to the point where uh the way like you raised me it was like it wasn't like this big thing where i was like oh my god you have autism it's like this big bad like thing that needs to be dealt with it's just it's sort of like a fun fact that you had come up with one day i was like hey did you know you had autism and i was like oh cool what's that and you explained it to me and so there's no negative connotation and so there's no reason to care
0: yeah it's just been a thing it's yeah. not been you guys was always very careful to make sure that you guys never thought or felt that having autism or being autistic was necessarily a negative thing There's there might be challenges associated with it there may yeah. be things that make life a little more difficult but it doesn't change who you are it doesn't make you any less amazing and it's not like yeah I, so I, I agree with you I agree with you that was really well said Emmett Thank you. So the the takeaway from this is to let people have their own opinions. Yep. You do what you feel is best for you and your kid and uh, let other people do what's best for themselves and their kids and just respect that they see it differently
1: and move on. And if you can even have a conversation on why do you think that, like a respectful conversation. Yeah. That is like one of the greatest things you can have. And... And like just having a conversation on opposing views like this because once you like it's sort of like hey why do you think this is right they can explain their side and then you can explain yours and it's a respectful conversation and you learn more about each other and why you think that yeah and so you can learn to respect that decision more yeah
0: we don't have to agree in order to be friends or to learn from each other so that's very very well said emmett thank you very much no problem. I I hope that answers your guys your question. Uh I'm not sure that it did or didn't,
1: I guess. But Not sure if it's the answer you wanted, yeah, but it's it the, not answer the answer that wanted, I sort of gave you. But it's the answer
0: you got. Yeah. Uh I really appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in. You know, we really enjoy uh doing this stuff. So, do you have anything you want to say before we go?
1: Uh not really. Okay.
0: Well, you guys have a fantastic week and we will talk to you soon. Uh, Bye. Bye. Before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to tune in today. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I put a lot of time and energy into each one of these episodes because I want there to be a resource for you that wasn't available for me when I was going through this with my kids. And, you know, I I want there to be a positive impact on your lives. I want you to be able to learn something and enjoy what you're hearing. So, Uh, Thank you again. I really appreciate it. For more information, you can visit theautismdad.com. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Thank you.